Sometimes reading the book isn't enough. We want to be immersed in an idea or feeling. That's why at Book Interrupted, we've made a playlist for each book cycle. Visit www.bookinterrupted.com to find playlists for each book cycle and member. Or check out our YouTube channel. What's on your playlist? Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. I was like, I'll just put these on. First time ever. And I'm going to go on a hike. <laughs> in my white shorts. Just in like, my white jeans. Doing that photo shoot was probably one of the funniest things I've ever done. To hold it in place. That's what, she told me. That's what I used to do when I was younger. <laughs> now I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why, why do I wear two pairs of yeah, underwear? Don't you- Actually, they need to be much thicker. And much larger. <laughs> like a, of a naked person. So maybe that's part of the problem, but part of the problem or part the of solution. the solution. It's part of the yeah. solution. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to teach you about all parts of your body, except for your eyes. You just don't need to know about that. Right? Like, <laughs> it's a Disrupted, mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the uh, and we're gonna talk it uh, out. On book interrupted. This book cycle is proudly supported by My Balanced Life, helping you find inner balance through individual, corporate, and community wellness programs. My Balanced Life offers wellness sessions across many disciplines, including Chinese medicine, which was discussed in this month's book, Seeing Red. Fully licensed and registered practitioners are available for one-on-one in-person treatments and virtual coaching sessions. As a valued book interrupted listener, you can book a free 15-minute consultation at www.mybalancedlife.ca slash bookinterrupted. That's www.mybalancedlife.ca slash bookinterrupted to learn more and book your free consultation. You can find the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycles from March 28th to May 2nd. It's Lindsay's book pick, and we're reading the book Seeing Red by Kirsten Karchmer. Seeing Red breaks down the lies women have been made to believe about their periods and how to achieve a healthy cycle. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Welcome to our fan episode. This is where we talk about what fans said about what we said and the book. Great. In which book is that? Different? Oh, but about Seeing Red Woo-hoo! by Kirsten Karchmer, my book choice. One of the, I'll start with one fan that I thought they shared their first period story and I really liked it. Just because it's just nobody talks about it with their children and then they get it and then they're like freaked out. So this is what they wrote. They put, when I got my period, I was 11 years old in an outside toilet at my grandmother's. I went to the bathroom and blood and I nearly passed out. I had no idea what the hell was, was wrong with me. And I ran to my grandmother's with my underwear around my ankles in hysterics, shouting, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding like mad. Oh boy, I was washed up and pads and pins provided for me. I thought I had the plague. Then the education came. 
It's true, I was told this was perfectly normal for a woman, but now it's time that you can never, never, never mess around with boys because then you could get pregnant. And then she went on to say that she had to find out what the birds and bees were, were from someone at school. Like she didn't know how she could get pregnant, but now she could. Yeah, what kind of messing around are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She was 11. Also, oh, she yeah. said she had pads and pins. Does that mean she's yeah. much, much older? Because we yeah. older. Yeah. This was my mom. Pin. She said it was okay oh. that I identify her. She just for oh. some reason oh. needs okay. to be oh. incognito on Facebook. But in the podcast, it's okay that I oh, anyways. Okay, good. No. So I asked her about that. So their maxi pads used to be like a garter belt. Like they had this belt around their waist. And then they like pinned the pad to the belt. Like this was almost like reinforcements instead of just something like sitting in your underpants. But I guess like, cause I'm a, I'm of the generation of always with wings. So <laughs> like that was holding on to your underwear, right? I guess they didn't, I, I may have been a rolled up piece of material. Like, I'm not sure what it was, but you needed to have like this contraption to secure your protection. The wow. other thing too, was she said, like, she said she was really naive. and so. Um, when she was like, oh, I'm bleeding. They're like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Like, but anyways, now you can't mess around with boys. And my mom was like, oh, okay. And they're like, you know what we mean? And she was like, yeah. And they were like, you know what we mean? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> but to me, she was like, I didn't know what they meant. She's like, I was, I was really naive. I had no idea. I was like, what's wrong with boys now? So she didn't know. And then I guess that's oh. what her friend kind of filled her in on the birds and the bees portion of it. But like, it was like you guys were saying, really reflective of the fact that intergenerationally, right? So those women had probably been conditioned. We don't talk about this. So the best we could do is be like, you know what we mean? Like, and like do that serious code passing, which as a young woman, you're like, not really, but it sounds like I should. So it's like, I'm 11. Um, I knew everything. Right. Right. And, um, and yeah, so those women, while they knew what they meant, because they had probably found out in a similar, you know, probably a little bit, I don't want to go as far as say it's traumatic. I don't know other people's experiences, but like probably not the best way when no one gives you any information. And it's probably like the guy that's like, this is how you like, whatever, who knows. But the point is, is that they passed that on that lack of knowledge because no one ever gave it to them. So not only did they not have it when they were supposed to first get it, they couldn't give it when it was time to pass it down because no one had even shown them how to do that. Yeah. Well, the fact wow. that that's my nightmare when you're like, I don't want Mati to be surprised. I don't want her to get her period and like, be like, I'm dying. Like, mm -hmm. ah! like <laughs> running, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding like crazy. Like I, that, I can't even imagine that's, that's your first period experience. I think a lot of people have had that first period experience. Like if you talk to people like, uh, I, am I dying? You know? Because you're bleeding or, and you're bleeding uh, you're out bleeding. of a, a, an area that you probably have the least amount of information. If we're, if we're like looking backwards with women's health, private and it's kind of taboo. You don't yeah. talk about private right. areas. So it's a mystery already. Yeah. And then to have blood be coming out of it, like you're like, uh-oh, this is probably yeah. the end. <laughs> this is how I go out. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a problem. Underwear around my ankles. <laughs> but it would mean at least so she funny. had the relationship with your her what, mother her grandmother, and grandmother or her mother and grandmother to be run out and ask them. Because you can imagine, I'm sure there's some women who are like, oh my God, I'm bleeding, and then just keep it to themselves. And they're like, what am I gonna oh. do? And like shove toilet paper down there or something. And that would be worse because you're like, I'm dying and I can't tell anybody. So yeah, I agree. And wow, some people might just feel like that by the 
like the culture of their family. Like, I mean, like the communication climate, right? If, it, if there's a solid message of like, we don't talk about, I don't know, things that make us uncomfortable, then that person might be silenced just from getting that impression from their family. It would be the worst. I would hate to, like, it's so isolating. And I just, I just like flash through history and just think of how many women felt so isolated at any given time, not just for periods, but for so many things that were like, oh no, 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 don't talk about it. Don't even mention it. Like, just get on with your business, women, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's like the, the short film period, end of sentence. Like that's happening today where people are like, I don't know about it. No one talks about it. Right. It is great. It reminds me back to, I think it was our first group intro where I think it was our first group intro when we were talking about uh, the book and Meredith was saying how like it's biology, like why this isn't included in every science class is like beyond me because it's like we're making it a big deal by us trying to act like it doesn't exist and is not happening. Yeah, like we don't let people don't like poo and it makes them feel uncomfortable, but we don't use that as an excuse to not talk about the digestive system. Exactly. I think it's just a reflection (laughs) of like the people who were the ones doing the investigating, right? It's just a reflection of the space between women's rights and men's rights, I guess, right? Like it was men. So they were like, well, we don't know anything about that. And we also don't really feel it's important. Like maybe not even conscious thoughts, but just that self, that centric point of view, right? But it was, it's, it is absurd when you put it in those terms, right? Like what if it was like, okay, we're going to teach you about all parts of your body, except for your eyes. You just don't need to know about that. Right. Like, <laughs> it's it's a squishy. I've always found like every boy that I've at least live with has been real curious. Like just, have you guys experienced this as well? They like want to know all about it. You're oh, very approachable, like, <laughs> right? Like you make things so easy to talk about. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you kind of like make light of things and make people feel comfortable about uncomfortable things. So I can see them being like, oh, now I can ask her about it. Like, I always know. Well, I'm also maybe a bit like a, of a naked person. So maybe that's part of the problem, but part of the problem or part the of solution. the solution. It's part of the yeah. solution. <laughs> <laughs> people need to get naked. More message. naked people. Because I don't like close the door as much as I should in the bathroom. <laughs> maybe for most probably. <laughs> I do with company. so gracious of you yeah so like i if i'm in the middle of if i gotta change some shit i've always it's always like same with makeup i've noticed a lot of men in my life like want to watch me put makeup on like what are you doing that why do you put that there what's that thing called like why are there so many things yeah (laughs) like there's a real curiosity if i've always found but maybe i have a type yeah that's what i'm wondering if it is yeah and all of my people transitioning are like, no, don't men. tell me. Men, I'm like, I'm pre-transitioned men is my type. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, my only experience like with like people, like men that I've like lived with, like uh, boyfriends, partners like that, their understanding is it's still okay to have sex while you're on your period. Like that is the <laughs> extent it. of it. And it's not the, so how does the tampon work? How often do you change it? Or yeah. Well, I'm not saying I don't think I've ever had like that depth of Q&A, but just like, how does that (laughs) tampon thing work? Like, what do you mean? You push the stick and then it pushes it, (laughs) launches it out like that. (laughs) And they haven't been quite as as thoughtfully worded maybe as you think, Kara. (laughs) 
just like the, the technical <laughs> aspect of how it is kind of an apparatus that whole thing god I'm I, I use the ones without the applicators without, yes. yeah. they make reusable ones now like applicators no they way. make reusable oh. tampons too but i don't think i don't think there's enough data to say if they're safe or not but you can get a reusable applicator that you just wash if you mm. have to use an applicator. I don't yeah. know. Like just stick your hand up there. Yeah, yeah like it's your body. I don't know how to the cup. Y'all, the undies. The is good. Invest the in the good. undies and the cup. It's yeah. such the a The undies are invention. so great. I'm going to buy more. Yeah, so let's, go to, let's talk about the undies because you segue. guys have told us, but you haven't told the audience. Yeah. You, how, share, share, share. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you and uh, Yeah. So the Nick's underwear is the brand I went with. Mayor, what was the name of your brand? Dear Kate. Dear Kate. And my experience with the Nick's underwear is like, I don't want to sound like, I, I want you to be our sponsor, Nick, underwear, <laughs> but this isn't a commercial, but they are primo. Like literally did a period where I didn't use a cup. I didn't use a tampon. I used no other products. But the underwear and I, they're like some kind of magic underwear. I just washed them. I brought a change for halfway through the day on my heavy day. Just changed my underwear halfway through the day, threw them in a plastic bag, washed them when I went home. I slept overnight in their sleeping short, they called it. And I don't even know how that worked because honestly, I was buying Depends underwear for my, the first night of my period once a month and wearing a diaper to bed, which is sweaty (laughs) (laughs) and and messy. (laughs) <laughs> and so I wore they're like literally like seamless underwear like almost like the material like a what is that stuff you know when you don't want to have any lines like underwear lines yeah like, like I, that yeah, the like seamless underwear. I love those yeah like so were they were they like, like when you did it a night overnight and like at any mm-hmm. given time did you feel wet no and it's what? crazy because it's not it's not like it's that thick through the the crotch section it's like super it's, it's like at best an eighth of an inch what the crotch yeah, like a few and it just layers. sucked it all up it's so it, interesting because yeah. i'm being like am i going to feel wet and when do i know that it's full i think maybe yeah if you're feeling wet then you know it's full but i this was more like on a time thing it's so weird the dear kate the ones that i tried they don't have a waterproof layer which is why i wanted to try them because i thought they wouldn't be as like They'd be really good maybe in the summer, like it, where it doesn't like hold in the moisture. But I am going to try some other brands because like I want, I just want it more. I have three pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I want in what, on this. What's the waterproof layer supposed to do? I don't understand that yeah. for a function. Get like that. most, most brands have a waterproof layer. I think NYX does as well. And it's just like the last kind of layer before like the pretty layer, I guess, on the outside, just so that. I'm not an expert, but I, this is what I imagine. So that if you're kind of getting full, then it's not going to go through onto like your pants or whatever. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. that would make yeah. sense. And why like, did you choose no waterproof layer? Because I wanted to try them. And I was wondering if the waterproof more layer would breathable. make it feel more sweaty. So I wanted something mm. that was breathable and to try that out. And they were great. I want to get another brand maybe for like the first day. Because like my first day was heavier than it usually is. Um, which was unusual for me, but whatever. Yeah, so I want to try. So I was, I thought it was going to leak. It did leak through a little bit, but I think it's because I wasn't prepared for it to be as heavy as it was. I'd like went out. I was like, I'll just put these on. First time ever. And I'm going to go on a hike. <laughs> in my white shorts. Just like this. Yeah. So in the forest, in like, my white yeah. jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. um, it did leak through a lot, but it was just like, well, maybe I need one with a bit of a waterproof layer for the first day. But yeah, it was brilliant. Because it was just like, 
it just, you know, like I never really liked pads because I don't like the feel it. Like it, they just seem messy. And it does that Same. crunch, crunch noise when you walk. And I'm like, does everyone know that I'm wearing a maxi pad? But like even yeah. feel it. And it seems like, uh, like it's messy when you go to the bathroom and stuff. But this was just like, it wicks away the moisture. You don't feel wet and you just feel so normal. Like I know periods are normal, but it just like, the reason I kind of like the cup is I don't notice it's there. So I like don't know. And sometimes I forget that I'm on my period. But this, it was the same thing with the underwear. Yeah, it doesn't feel messy. Yeah, the cup is so good too, y'all. It was the same thing with the underwear that I kind of forgot I was on my period. Can I ask you guys about the cup when it comes to being in a public washroom? Mm, I wouldn't do that in a public space. I don't usually need to. That's rude. Yeah, but you can wear it up to, like... Especially for your period. I don't usually, I change it like once a day. Yeah, like I every eight hours. Yeah, you can keep it in for like up to 12 hours if you've got it in good. I guess it depends on your period type. It depends on your flow. Yeah. I usually just make sure it's like an empty cup before I go out. And then you can make it through whatever public washroom gauntlet. And then come back home and take care of business. If your hands are clean and you have to change it in a public washroom or whatever, just don't rinse it in between. Just empty it. If your hands are clean. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I can't rinse it in a sink that other people use. Yeah, that would be rude. Okay, that would be so wrong. That's okay. That's important. Yeah, I think yeah. just if your hands are clean. Empty it, put yeah, it back put in. Put it back in. Exactly. But I've never found like I change it from wearing a cup twice a day, morning and before bed. When I wake up, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. Mm. I change mine and- more often because I'm still like traumatized <sighs> from my actual period and tampons, which were like blowing <laughs> leaks every fucking 20 minutes. And were inserted like perpendicularly. <laughs> 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 You poor thing. You must be like, why are people recommending I use this to go swimming? (laughs) Yeah, I do the same thing. I like put it in and then sometime during the day, like if I'm home, I'll change it. And then, or when I get home from work or something, I would change it and then change it again before I go to bed. Um, So you guys inspired me to buy the period underwear because you both said such good things. So I bought them. I haven't used them. But I bought like diff because there's different. So there's some that are thongs and I like to wear mm-hmm. thong underwear. So they actually have like super flow and less flow thongs, which I'm excited. No. exciting. I haven't tried the thong. I yeah. So I got those. And then uh, my friend of mine. So now I'm talking about it. And like one of my good friends, Jamie, is like, oh, I love those. Why haven't I talked about them with you? And so now it's just funny that now that. I'm talking about it and and I know about it, then I'm noticing so many other people that are using these period That's underwear. That's amazing. I always thought it was just for like preteens and if you were a really light flow, I didn't realize, you know, it would some work Some of them carry up to like flow. eight teaspoons or something. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, I can't wait to get some. And Tally. I think also, aren't they, a gr- wouldn't it be a great thing to send uh, your kid to in their like period pack to school before they get their period? Because if they get the period at school, it might be like, I don't know how to use this pad. I don't know how to use this tampon. I'm going to wait till they get home and yeah. ask my mom, but I can put on this underwear. I know how to use underwear. Yeah. And yeah. also, if you have a child that is a trans boy, they make boxer briefs and nobody would think anything weird about them having boxer briefs in their backpack. And so they wouldn't have to worry about <gasps> being outed by having like tampons and whatever in there. They could just have a pair of extra boxer briefs. And they're just like, oh, I just carry extra clothes for whatever. Like, 
if somebody saw it. I want to try the boxer briefs, actually. Um, Isle, this company called Isle. I love boxer briefs. Um, makes them, I'm going to give them a try. Oh, that's but, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it kind of takes, you're right, it takes the logistic aspect out of it. And like when you're in a nervous situation and something new is happening, you don't always have like your wits about you. So just to be like, I got this, just put on the undies, you know, and you're all set. The other end, and you can just be like, just throw out the underwear you have. And just throw it out. Comfortable and put on the new ones. And we'll talk about it when you get home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that for Menti. I think that'd be really good. Yeah. And also like, I was nervous. Like I didn't wear, I didn't use tampons forever. I was like one of those girls, like how Kirsten Karchmer was saying, like nervous about like doing that stuff. Like I just had the pad. I remember I used to wear my mom, her, her tip was just put two pairs of underwear on. So that's what I did. I put a regular <laughs> pair, like, like full brief pair. And then one that was like high cut to hold it in place. That's what, she told me. That's what I used to do when I was younger. <laughs> Now I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why? What am I two pairs of yeah, underwear? Don't you think that has something to do with the old garter belt style, where she's like, we Must need to hold it in? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure it had to like, do with the know. pins and stuff. Two pairs of underwear. I'm like, okay. You're very thin, though. I could see it like having trouble, like I don't know. Yeah, keeping it in place. I don't. Know. And I think mom got us those really big ones because mom, like mom, you know. So anyway, there were giant pads, and I had these two pairs. Of I underwear have no on. doubt. Oh my gosh, remember those giant pads that you have to wear after you have a baby? I was like, I remember when I first saw them, I was like, surely there must be a mistake. Why would they need to be this large? (laughs) And then I was like, actually, they need to be much thicker and much larger. (laughs) I was like, this is ridiculous. A friend of mine was like, just buy Depends for the first bit. I did. Was, yeah. 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 Oh, really? I, I don't know why. Well, I already had depends in the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I've been on the I've been on the fast track to, to depends to adult under or adult diapers. <laughs> You're like no problem. <laughs> yeah. Check. <laughs> uh, there's another. So Kara put a period post up, mm-hmm. and. So you put it on LinkedIn and Facebook and LinkedIn. I can't believe it. Cause I liked it on LinkedIn and whatever. Yeah. But 115 views on LinkedIn. I couldn't Formalizing believe it. Normalizing normal. So, so you're nervous. All maxi pads and tampons. I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go off on LinkedIn. And well, that's crazy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, totally. I gave myself, I just decided, I was like, I want to challenge myself. I'm going to do a post on social media. And I was like, I'm going to go, go hard or go home. I'm like, the visual is going to be uncomfortable. The wording's going to be uncomfortable. I almost backed out. And then I was like, you're going to do this, Kara. Come on, <laughs> just do it. And then when it came time to do the same post, like, yeah, I did it on Instagram and Facebook. And I was like, oh I, can't, oh, I can't do this on LinkedIn. Like, you just, this is a dry crowd, right? <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then I was like, no, we're doing it. Post. And I, yeah, blown it away. It came up a couple times on my feed, probably because so many people viewed it. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, uh, I was so happy um, that uh, people checked it out. Maybe it was just the shock factor that usually, like, it's a social media platform about all things like boring. Um, or it's just, no, it's more tailored to a professional crowd where they tend to talk about like skills and training and stuff like that. So maybe it was just the shock value. Nonetheless, totally uh, loved it. And then on the Facebook post uh, that I did that had all the tampons and pads, I'm just trying to find it here. My neighbor weighed in. He has three daughters. 
him and his wife have always been kind of active with, you know, talking about all things. Like, again, back to like Kim's analogy of like they talk about biology, but they don't leave out like that. But let's not discuss the eyeballs. And this is what Robert said. You know, I have three daughters. I grew up hearing absolute horror stories about both my mom's generation and my grandmother's generation dealing with their first menses hiding it, being ashamed, and largely ignorant of how their own bodies worked and why. Ignorant meaning uneducated. I made certain that each of my girls learned anything and everything they needed to know about reproduction and menstruation as soon as they were old enough to ask the questions. We used aged-appropriate and accurate terminology for all body parts and processes. And he says there's nothing funnier than a three-year-old asking if you have a vagina or a penis. Each of them went to school at a, uh, around the age of nine with care packages uh, containing pads, changes of clothes. We taught them what to expect, what to do, and how not to panic. So far, our oldest got her uh, first period at school. She got a little bit embarrassed, uh, but was otherwise unscathed. Our middle child had hers for the first time uh, at home at night. It was no problem. She even went on to help several of her friends and peers. And then their 10-year-old is still anxiously waiting for hers and is excited and cannot wait for it oh, to come. That's so nice. That's so such nice, a like, right? yeah. And having especially a father saying all that, I just think it's so wonderful. Yeah, me too. Yeah. From yeah. His dad. Isn't that great? And the fact that he commented like he, from his mom's generation and his grandmother's generation, like he's heard horror stories. Like, you know, not wanting that to happen to his girls. Like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally appreciate it. And yeah, that couple, they're part of the bus stop crew uh, when we used to uh, take the kids to catch buses pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, and I always enjoyed uh, Robert's and Aaron's, uh, just their stories and how uh, they've made, you know, certain promises to themselves about not repeating certain things, you know, from their own experiences. And that was always really high, just making sure there's always open communication between parents and children. So I really applaud them. And thank you, Robert, for speaking up and commenting. I love that. Do you think if you yell at he can hear you? <laughs> <laughs> if you not yell loud enough, he's the neighbor. I do. Because he's at, he is my neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Emily, Emily he might. Open. Side of the <laughs> <laughs> he like shows up. His oh, hand no. like comes up and he's like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, he comes up from underneath your desk, like sexy style. Like, oh no my God. No problem. <laughs> That's gone too far. He's like, oh, I was, I was just checking to make sure she had a, she had a, a tampon. <laughs> That's not how I was picturing it, but thank you. Yeah, and then I like push him back down. I'm like, and there we go. And I act very casual through the whole process. Oh my gosh, I almost want to like. He's just doing a period, a period spot check. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Unintended. You're on a fucking roll, man. <laughs> That was just so awesome. I almost want to like restart the whole podcast just so we could set that up. <laughs> and he's like, on second thought, I don't want to be on your podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it was, it was nice to have some more. Thank you, Robert. It was nice to have positive feedback, which kind of countered how we had a troll. Which oh. was, it like, infuriated yeah, me. Yeah, guys, tell me about this because I, like, read it a little bit. Like, I, I didn't participate in the, the WhatsApp chat, but I read it. I don't want to hear it. So we didn't engage, but the 
The troll basically... Oh, I was kind of hoping one of you would go for it. <laughs> we know you would because you've been waiting for a hater. <laughs> Not waiting for a hater. This is where we're going to go for it. Right now, where he can't respond. Yeah, th this person didn't really say anything. They just had, like, a username that was meant to, like, insult people or basically offend people. So, you know, this person's not really looking for a conversation. They're just looking to spread some bad feelings. Their name, like, even their name was, like, clearly begging someone to engage. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was 100% orchestrated for... You know, like, let's have a... Yeah, it was just the name, yeah. And it was on one of the one the YouTube videos? Yeah, it was on the, the YouTube video that was, like, our period, first period experiences. And the picture of it was, it's always the girl wearing the white denim. And then, obviously, the picture of Schweitz as a tampon. Yeah, so he... <laughs> I love that still. <laughs> every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. It's so good. Very offensive. My favorite picture. <laughs> it's like the best picture. That was the, honestly, doing that photo shoot was probably one of the funniest things I've ever done because I'm laying on the floor with this like hat, this white, oh, it was a sun hat that I'd flipped upside down so that it looked like a top of a tampon, which you can't see. And I'm lying in like a white sheet and Laird's like above me with like trying to do this lighting and trying to take a photo of me. And I'm like, ah, this is really silly. And I'm, yeah, anyways. And you're like, What's my motivation? He's like directing you. Yeah. Find my entertainment. You're absorbent. You're liable. Yeah. And then after all that, she just cropped my face and put it on the like a tampon and lying on the kitchen floor yes <laughs> well there is if, if fans want to see there is going to be very soon an inkling where you can see Schweitz dressed up as a tampon I'm gonna save that under our photo shoots yeah. I'm gonna save it so I can watch it for the rest of my life I'll be like an 80 year old lady being like remember this Lindsay COVID's over and we have Halloween again, your costume's ready to rock. <laughs> you should all just be tampons. And you're only allowed to drink red wine that whole whatever and party. And spill it on. And spill it. Spill it with freedom. It's going to be wicked. No, I'm not wasting. Uh, yeah, don't waste. Or if someone else spills, you can be like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I it <laughs> Rub up my body on the floor. Soak it up. Well, I have to have like a material that soaks things up. I'm gonna have to think of this. This is gonna be a whole elaborate, hilarious pads to you or something. Max, yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, diapers. Leah has some. Yeah, yeah she okay. has some. I got diapers. I, got diapers. I don't. Oh, give them I got anymore. it. Yeah, yeah she's good now. Pads for your bed, and they're not that expensive. Yeah. Like going between the sheet or whatever. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. They're very absorbent. Oh. Perfect. And it'll okay. be a tampon next, next Halloween. So what you're saying just, is this is happening. This is for We're sure going to win the next costume contest at the next COVID-free Halloween party when we yeah. all go. 
Those tampons. Six tampons? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And we should have a box that we can like close around ourselves and put <laughs> together. Yes. Oh my god, yes. that's such a cool costume idea. I love it. <laughs> This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. I have got the most personally crazy interruption. Uh, For the past several months, I have been investigating if I, as a 40-year-old woman, have ADHD. I personally don't look at this as a disorder. I think it's very intentional. I think it's a response. Anyway, I did the assessment. I got back the assessment from my doctor. We looked it over together. The results were alarming. I'm sure many of us have had friends or family members growing up who are on things like Ritalin. I wasn't prescribed Ritalin, something slightly different. I'm a bit apprehensive to go on drugs. So the doctor gives me the prescription. I don't want to do it. But then in a follow-up appointment, she shares with me, well, you know, if you were to just look at this as an experiment and try taking the low dose that I gave you, you would know right away just from how the medication interacts with you, whether you have ADHD or not. If you take the pills and you get really, really like hyper, high energy, no appetite, unable to settle down or sleep, that's not what the medication is supposed to be offering. If, however, you take the medication and you feel a bit more able to focus, a bit calmer, a bit more grounded. So then I worked up this courage and I tried one of the pills. The interruption was, I didn't know human beings could feel this way of being so clear-headed, of just being really calm, but still energized, but in a really focused, supportive way. So my interruption is, for the first time, I actually had a glimpse at what is possible and what other people might actually feel like. Book interrupted. So we have one last comment we can go to on one of our blog posts. The one, the revolutionary idea of normalizing normal from down the rabbit hole that Mayor wrote. Someone commented that uh, she said, wow, just wait until you see the lack of knowledge and understanding over menopause, which uh, I think we all kind of feel that way. Like we don't want to be where we were when we got our periods, like, you know, sideways tampons and whatnot, that we want to (laughs) be like kind of more prepared for it. But we're not, are we? Like, I still don't feel like I know anything, you know? I'm not surprised. Asking older people who have gone through it, like, it's even hard to get information from them. because They've been trained not to talk about it. Right, Mm. but But they also don't like, I don't know, they stumbled through it on their own without, also without a support. So it's so different. I don't think they have much knowledge. I don't think they really knew what was happening either. They're just kind of like, Spend a lot of time being like, am I going crazy? Is this happening? Is it not happening? Is this normal? Is it not normal? Just not knowing. And they're like, oh, thank God that's over. (laughs) (laughs) Every day not knowing what's going to happen or what's normal or if you're doing okay. Yeah. And it's like a sometimes like a 10-year process. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it seems so different. Like each 
each woman is so different too, from what mm. you talk about. Like my mom said she was 50 and she doesn't really remember it. It just happened. And that was it. Like, whereas her friend had hot flashes for like years and years yeah. where she'd bring layers and layers of clothes. She'd yeah. have to be taking them on and off all the time. So yeah, it's so there's no like universal idea of mm-hmm. what. Yeah, my mom is. said that she was because I was a teenager when she was going through it. She remembers that. And, that, and we were and both of us being like conflict avoiders, we were fighting like crazy, which was odd because my mom is not a big fighter. Yeah, that's what she remembers the most, that we were fighting all the time. She's like, me going through menopause and you being a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was like, but that's all she really remembers. That's all she has to say of it, that she fought with me. Like, do you and remember her she, saying anything else? And it's hard to know. And hers just stopped. Yeah. Was like stress. She had a really stressful life. Like, really <laughs> I was like, how do we say it was just it's overly stressful? Stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. happened and it just stopped. So asking her about like, what are these, you know, like these big bleed outs that can happen, all this stuff. She's like, no, yeah. she didn't have that. And some women do. And, you know, I'd like to go the stop without the huge stress. <laughs> Is perimenopause the body getting ready to transition into menopause and are both an undetermined amount of time? No, menopause is like, uh, I think like a year after your last uh, cycle or whatever, and perimenopause is all the changes that lead up to that. Mm. Perimenopause is the hard part. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have pre-ordered the book, The Menopause Manifesto, which I will be reading, and I bought one for Sarah, so when I see her next, she will get one, and then we can tell you guys all about it. Very excited about this book. And I'll lend it. Yeah. You guys will be yeah. be able to borrow those books for sure. Yeah. And you better tell us while you're reading it. Do like little Marco Polos mm-hmm. of like, and now you have to pre- prepare for this. And here's the yeah. photo of this. And we can do a special episode where Sarah and I review the book with you guys. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Okay. I like follow it. Up. Yeah. I want to know more. That'd be cool. Because I'm. Yeah. We make a pact like we did with periods about menopause. So while we're going through it, like to tell everybody. Because I've been saying it like crazy now that Kirsten was like, you might be perimenopause, that's why, blah, blah, blah. So I just keep on saying that to everybody now. Oh, you know, perimenopause. And <laughs> have a headache again, perimenopause. And the grocer's just yeah. like, uh, here's your yeah. bananas. Normalize. <laughs> You're just telling it to everybody, like the bus driver's like, hmm. uh, it's just, I just need the change for the fair. Yes, yeah, we'll just get you a shirt. You just we'll get a shirt that says it. I would wear a shirt. Everything. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah. We could get one that says make uh, menopause yeah. great again yeah. or something oh, like that. No. Yeah, right. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I do not want to reference Trump. <laughs> no. It would be so perfect, though, because he's so misogynistic. I can never say that word. Misogynistic. You know? Yes. And then we could be yeah, like yeah, a big red, red hat that's like make menopause <laughs> great again. It's true. I think he's just unhappy, though. Like some people are just unhappy. Hopefully. We we somehow need to trick our next fan book choice into being this manifesto. That's the man. Or the we just need to like bribe someone to pick this book. Yeah. Call everyone we know. Do you want to read the manifesto? Yeah. <laughs> wanting to read this book. Does this book sound great? <laughs> in our show? Second cycle. It could be. If part there's of my any fans, cycle. yeah. If any fans want to pick that book now, <laughs> yeah. out there. Hint, there's hint. a ten dollar yeah. gift certificate in it for you, and an adult <laughs> diaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, but seriously, could someone recommend the book? <laughs> <laughs> Fan 
book this is two. another reason I yeah. want the period underwear though, because if it's going to be crazy, then it'd be oh, nice just, to have a yeah, pair like as Sarah's yeah. been keeping us kind of abreast with hers. I felt like it was like your period just all over the fucking map. Like it's two days, like you get two days off and then you get it again and then you don't get it for three months and then you get a crazy one. And then it's like, it's just a fucking nightmare because you like that's actually the underwear would be so good because you mm. never know when you're going to get your period with the perimenopause. It just sneaks up on you. It's like they have those first period packs. They need a perimenopause pack. <gasps> yeah, that's would be pitch that marketing. idea. Do it. Mm. I just did. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> I just <laughs> did. Work is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Next, dear Kate, please uh, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so that's before, it. Wait, oh, before yeah, we go, sure. can I just do yeah. a little update on the brazen pills? So yeah, I finally, yes. uh, so I got them. Kim and Leah both know it was a nightmare to get them to Canada. I'm sorry, uh. Kirsten, but I had to ship them to Shop USA. And then I had to, like, there was a lot of payment involved uh, to try to get them. Uh, the shipping costs, I got a discount on the pills. But then the shipping costs were probably over $100, but it ended up being okay. But I had to like pay three different shipping costs and some duties. And like, it was, yeah, it was a little bit of a a nightmare, but uh, I got them, but I'm excited about it. Uh, I am going to bring some to Leah, the PMS one, so she can try those. Kim's going to, is her periods are great or better now because she gave up caffeine. I hope I'm allowed to say that. So she is going to not use them and see how that goes. But so I started them, the cramp ones already. So my period's coming up. So I'll give you guys an update and see if they work. They kind of smell like cinnamon and you do two in the morning and two at night. So it's hard for me to remember because I'm not used to taking pills regularly, but I'm going to do two in the morning and two at night. And if hopefully, fingers crossed, I mean, all the reviews on the website say that they are miracle drugs. So if they're miracle drugs, then it will be worth everything. So how many months did you get? I got, so I ended up getting four months, but then I have an extra one from the one I was going to send Kim. So actually I'll have five months. So within, because I want to get at least three in. So I'm going to do five months worth, see how that goes. I mean, at least by the third month, I'll be able to tell if I, if they don't do anything, I'll sell them to somebody or give, well, not sell them. I mean, (laughs) give them to somebody. I'm not trying to resell. Yeah. I'm trying to turn a profit. To reach out some of the shipping expenses. (laughs) Please ignore that. Do not come after me because I'm trying to resell something. But uh, yeah. And then hopefully the PMS ones help for for Leah. Uh, Once we're allowed to drive out of the city, I will come and bring them to her. (laughs) And how many months did you get, Leah? Did you get three as well? Or four? Tell me, Lindsay. I don't know. She has two. Two months. Yes. But I actually have a third. I was going to try it, but I don't really need it. So yeah, I was just You mean you're not a raging cunt either? well (laughs) just it's only me (laughs) well i mean it'll help it'll help maybe for like i get tired before my period i wonder if the pms stuff would help with like perimenopause i was just saying i think that's the formula she said i should take was the pms one but then she gave me all those she gave me chinese herbs to try to track down and stuff yeah yeah i mean it looks cool and there's some really good stuff in there um and I mean, people review it really great. And Kirsten talks about it great. And she's even, I've talked to her and she's even saying, well, follow up with me, see how it goes. You know, if there is, if you really, if it works, then let's figure out a way to get them to you in a, in a decent cost. So uh, we're going to awesome. work with her and see, yeah, she's been really great about it. So that's good. 
So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. I can't wait for your updates. Yeah. And I'm doing like other stuff too from the book to hopefully mm-hmm. uh, help um, help this period. So that's coming up soon. So we oh shall see gosh. soon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for so doing exciting. hard work, the, the legwork on that, Lindsay. Oh, no yeah. problem. All right. So that's it. Fan episode Seeing Red. And we're done that book now. Such a great book. Yeah. And I'm following too. me. We're following her on TikTok now. The period oh, expert. Good. Yay! For, for, for my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we had the menstrual musings challenge, and I think we should keep it open. And we could do like listeners want to submit like an artistic song or dance or poem or whatever about menstruation or their period. I think we should keep that open and then uh, keep normalizing normal. Yes. If you want to send yeah, us let's a do video. That. Definitely. That'd be just great. Most of the, the people who did a period post for the contest just kind of reposted what we had. So yeah, if someone gets, you know, the courage enough to do like a poem or a rap or a dance or whatever, a painting, a period painting. You always take it to the next level. With their own blood. <laughs> oh my God. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. I thought the exact same thing. I was... <laughs> I know you did. I can tell you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, can't, I did not think that. I did not. If it is, if that's what you did, if that's your artistic expression, we will put it on the YouTube channel. Right. That would be fine with us. Splatter painting it is. Awesome. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I know something that's semi-relevant. There was an artist who was doing, it wasn't with period blood, it was with... I don't even know, some kind of paint, but she was, she had it, the way that she made her paintings was by dropping paint from her vagina onto the canvas. And that artist's name was Leah McBean. (laughs) This was so long ago that I read about it. Dude, I really do get bad BMS. I come up with crazy ideas. (laughs) And contract. Eagles, yeah. yeah. I think I know who that is. Did she? It was a performance art, wasn't it? Didn't she do it yes, in a performance I so. art? I think her name yes. is Lori Anderson, but I could yes. be wrong. I'm so glad because, well, it's better than me because I have no idea where I even sourced it. Yeah, let me look it up. But I learned about her in uh, university and theater school. So it's that, uh, it's that book you're reading. It's the book. It's brilliant. How do you remember things like that? Hold on, I gotta well, look her up. Yeah. Would that piece of information yeah. leave your head if you had come across it? <laughs> I only remembered that she was painting with her vagina. Like, that was the highlight for me. Stays in there when someone talks about <laughs> vagina paint. Hold on, let me see if I can. If it's, let's see. I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll look and see later when we're not on. Yeah, on air. I'm pretty sure it's her on air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's she did a lot of things. She did a thing called meat something where she put all this raw meat on her as a. It was when when uh like uh, performance art i think it was maybe mm. in the 70s 60s when that was more popular maybe so yeah, someone did it before lady gaga wore the meat suit someone oh, there was yeah. a pre meat suit yeah it maybe was something that was, was art like, i her. think maybe she's a she's prolific in the in the performance art world you should That's look at her ending it's a good period yeah. to our period <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode of book interrupted if you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Are you interested in buying this book? 
Do you want to order the next book so you can read along? Go to www.bookinterrupted.com shop to see a complete list of our books. And if you haven't tried them yet, our affiliate partners, The Bookshop and Libro.fm, both help support your local bookstore where available. Thanks for taking the time to check in and connect. We'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. So this is just a follow-up to our Seeing Red fan discussion. We were talking about a performance artist who did a performance art that involved both raw meat in one instance and painting with your vagina or something to that degree. So I just did some follow-up. It's not Lori Anderson. It is Carolee Schneeman. And she did a performance in 1983 called Fresh Blood. I think this is the one you're talking about, Kim, in which it's a video with sound lasting 11 minutes performed uh, by Carolee Schneeman at the University of Iowa's Theatre Festival. She basically has slides on two separate screens and a soundtrack, and she's dressed in red and manipulates an umbrella, which is also red, in front of projected images. And she delivers a speech about blood and more specifically menstrual blood. She establishes a parallel between the shape of the umbrella that she's holding and that of the vagina. And a second performer comes out and then has her alter ego, and there's a whole dream, and it's based on a dream she had about um, an umbrella and the V-shape recalling the shape of the vagina. So there we go. Carolee Schneeman. Not... That's not what I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, so there's others out there. So there you someone go. who was saying. literally dropping, like, I don't know how it was happening, but she was dropping paint from her vagina onto a canvas below her and creating a piece of art from however it splattered. Oh, and I feel like it was in Vancouver. I have, I, I really shouldn't talk about it because I have like literally no information to source it, but maybe a fan might know and can, can update. So that's awesome. Cause that one's actually more on topic, right? Cause that was an yeah. menstruation and everything else. Mine was mm. just someone using their vagina as a tool for like for their art. It was, I don't think it was uh, associated with menstruation, but I'd always, I, it's so funny because I'm going to be like, it always stuck with me. Only what she did, not who she is. Not her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not her name at all. <laughs> she is just a vagina. Too. Yeah, she's just with a no vagina. name. Just a painted <laughs> just vagina. <laughs> Um, I'll always remember that painting vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. We would like to welcome Squiggy, our fan, to the show and his fan book choice, Wait Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. And that's when Book Interrupted reached out to me calling my bluff. So that's one (laughs) of the reasons why I'm here, because I'm like, well, I said I'd talk about this book. And uh, I can't wait to the, for the white woman tears for one because we there are a lot of tears on this show already. Like I'm learning and I'm like, man, I can't get out of my own way on this. My literally my own skin on this. You know, all of our history, all of the words that people use. It's it's this like whitewashed idea. Um, he was like he didn't even know to think otherwise. The question. I want to call it like a a mine, like a landmine that uh, white people can step on. Book interrupted.